and welcome to the podcast discussion on our latest Build to Rent report, Who, What, Where. The report focuses on the tenant side of the market in both Australia and New Zealand by looking at the households who will form the potential demand base for Build to Rent products. It also highlights the shortcomings of the current residential market and examines how Build to Rent can help alleviate some of these issues. We also discuss the opportunities that this presents for developers and investors and what they need to do in order to make these projects succeed. My name is Ben Martin-Henry from the CBRE research team in Australia, and I'm talking with my co-author and colleague, Tamba Carlton, from our New Zealand research team. Tamba, thanks very much for joining me today. Great to be here. Love your enthusiasm, Tamba. So let's dive right in and talk about the size of the rental market in New Zealand and how it's changed over the last few years. Yeah, the rental market has definitely been changing simply because there are more people renting. We now have 600,000 renter households in New Zealand. That's growth of about 120,000 households just in the last 10 years and also way more than the 43,000 increase for owner-occupier households. Have you seen similar growth in Australia? Yeah, we, we, we've been noticing a similar trend here in Australia. Where over the last decade, the number of rental households has increased by over half a million and these are predominantly made up of younger people who have struggled to save for a deposit. Yeah, it's definitely getting harder to save for a deposit these days. How long does it take over there? Well, in Sydney, it takes on average 8.2 years to save for a deposit. In Melbourne, it's slightly less at 6.4, but this is also rising. And this is partly a result of the low wages growth we've seen in recent years and obviously the strong growth in the residential pricing. Now, this increase in renters means there is stronger competition for the current stock of residential assets, which means there aren't a lot of options out there for renters. And I noticed that in your investigations, you found that the current residential market can leave a lot to be desired. Yeah, for sure. A social survey done in New Zealand showed that 50% of renters have major problems with their rental dwelling, but they tend to put up with it because aside from ownership, there's really no alternative. Beyond the rental dwelling itself, we have insecure rental tenure, so people are also concerned with their home being sold from out under them. Yeah, this is definitely an issue that we're seeing here, and Bill Trent will hopefully alleviate some of these issues. In recent years, owners have taken advantage of the strong growth in pricing, so have sold their investment properties, and in a lot of cases, this has meant that the tenant needs to move out. And some tenants have subsequently been retained, but most assets have been sold on a vacant possession basis. This is unlikely to happen in a built-to-rent asset, as the idea is that they're held on a long-term basis, so tenants feel much more secure in their homes. Yeah, built-to-rent is a long-term single owner, and that owner will want you to be in there long-term. So there's a CRM aspect of the professional side. With overseas portfolios, there's a potential for lifecycle accommodation, but for Pacific, it's very early days, and we're not yet at that stage. Instead, what should built-to-rent developers be focusing on? Uh, the $100 billion question. <laughs> well, first and foremost, developers need to decide who they're going to target, as this does play an important role in the type of product they'll build. If they're principally targeting younger tenants, then there needs to be a mix of more one- and two-bedroom units, whereas if they're targeting families, more two- and three-bedroom units are needed. They should also provide a decent amount of communal space, such as lounge areas, TV areas, and perhaps even a rooftop bar, so that people can socialise with their fellow residents, as we have seen studies that show that people who form relationships with fellow residents are much less likely to move out in the short term. All of those fancy amenities are yet to make it to the New Zealand market. <laughs> we just have a small pipeline, 82% of which is in Auckland, and everything is suburban. Is the Australia pipeline also very suburban-focused? Oh, look, it is similar here. I mean, we've seen the majority of projects have been announced in Melbourne and Sydney, but there are a few others dotted around the country in Queensland and Western Australia. And, yeah, they are predominantly outside the CBD and in areas that are forecast to see good population growth in the medium term and closer to public modes of transport. 
Well, it looks like we're out of time though, Tamba. So thank you very much for joining me today and thank you for all your efforts on the report. Thank you. And I look forward to seeing how the build to rent markets in Australia and New Zealand progress in the next few years. And thank you out there for listening to the podcast, Who, What, Where. If you'd like to know more, please download the full report. CBRE has a dedicated build to rent committee for over three years now. So if you'd like to view our team's capabilities, you can via the build to rent webpage.